Hey, what's up guys? Steve here. Trying something new this week. Hopefully it works moving forward, but I don't know. You guys know how the podcast works. I sprinkle a bit new stuff here and there. If it sticks, I run with it. If it doesn't, I drop it and you never hear it again. So maybe these intros will be, I guess, you know, I just called it. This is going to be the new intros. And I guess, like I said, moving forward, I'm going to try. If it's a hit, it's great. If it's not, then I'll stop. But the reason why I'm starting this week is because this week's guest is Jason Baker, which you will hear shortly. He is the director of the Firefly Funhouse, which you could catch on WWE TV each and every week with Bray Wyatt. But the, like I said, the reason why I'm saying all this at the beginning is I fucked up. I fucked up big time. And I apologize to all the listeners and to Jason Baker. You will see why. Man, I can't believe I did this. I have no excuses. It is what it is. It's just one of those days. I guess my brain didn't work properly. But I got him confused with another Jason Baker. I know, right? Fucking rookie. Anyways, as you'll hear shortly, Jason's a cool guy. He didn't take it to heart. Obviously, I didn't do it on purpose. It is what it is, but what are the odds of there being two Jason Bakers that pretty much almost do the exact same thing and have worked on a franchise together? Weird, right? Exactly. But like I said, moving forward, maybe I'll start a little intro, let you guys know what's going on. But on this episode, yeah, we go into the Firefly Funhouse, of course. We also talk about his involvement with the Misfits and all kinds of other projects he's worked on. His start with the WWE, and then we go into some fun stuff towards the end, because like I said, I was just flustered and... I don't know what to do. Like I was even embarrassed to bring up topics that I had scribbled down because what if it wasn't this Jason Baker that I was talking to that did it, right? So <laughs> again, I truly deeply apologize to Jason. Hopefully you guys still enjoy this talk me and him had. So on with the show, as they say. And tune in next week. I hate doing this, but I'm going to say it anyways. But you know what? It's already recorded, so I really don't give two shits. When, I've, when I have a recorded episode, maybe I'll give you guys a little something-something for the next week just to dip your toes to... I don't even know how you fucking say it. Like a little appetizer? No, a little sneak peek, I guess, is the proper terminology. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. A little sneak peek of what's up next week. I'll stay with the wrestling theme. But last week, I had the chance to go to Smash Wrestling. I was there live, and afterwards, I had the pleasure and honor of talking to Sebastian Suave, which is the founder and CEO of Smash, and he also wrestles for Smash. And we go into a few stuff. It was kind of rushed as well, only because it was after the show. He thought he had more time to give me, but in the end, he really didn't. So I'm sure you'll see him in the future on another future. Fuck, man. I guess future is the word of the day today. On a future episode of the podcast, but next week, I will be talking to Sebastian live after a Smash show. So I haven't heard it yet. I haven't gone to edit it yet, but there might be a little echo because I didn't do it in studio. It was, again, at the Smash show afterwards in a community center. But again, you guys will hear it. It's still a good interview, just like this week's. And if you haven't heard last week's interview, please go and listen to the man himself, John Charles, strongman turned artist. His story is unbelievable. From his story about sobriety to everything else in between. Very good guy. Easy person to talk to. It was a great episode. Anyways, if you or someone are struggling with addiction, please go back to that episode. Don't worry. It's not a boring one. It's still funny. We laugh a lot. We have a lot of fun, as per usual, on the podcast. So, with that being said, here is this week's guest and show with none other than Jason Baker. This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah!
is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you, not so live, from a listening device of your choice, it's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record, he stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products or you want to try CBD products or you want cheap CBD products, today's your lucky day because if you use promo code THEPODCAST25, you'll get 25% off. I I believe they do free shipping within the United States and I do know they ship within North America, so the Canadian listeners could uh, use this promo code and get some nice CBD products. They have everything from tonics to roll-ons to rubs to ointments, anything you need or want with CBD without any THC so you don't have to worry about getting high if that's your fear. And if you're a woman that so happens to be listening to the show today, go to poppyapparel.com. If you like to shop online, they have everything from women's clothing to accessories. I believe they have shoes now. I'm not too sure. I know they have hats. They have everything else, jewelry, stuff like that. You could get 10% off if you use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D. And they ship worldwide. And it's free shipping if you spend more than $50. And please go subscribe on iTunes. Actually, no. I, I believe iTunes is going to go down soon. So go to Apple Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Rate, subscribe, review, please. That means a lot. That helps a lot in the algorithms and all that shit. That makes me notice so other people could start listening and we could have a nice big community here on the podcast. So please go do that. And I am a part of the Pod Bros Network. So go to podbros.com. Listen to the show there too if you want to. And listen to a bunch of other shows that they have on their network. They have pretty good shows as well. Not as good as mine, but pretty close. Go to podbros.com. And if you shop on Amazon... Click on their Amazon banner. Takes you two seconds, free of charge. Helps them out, helps me out. So, this week's guest has worked on such movies as Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, The Dark Knight. One of my favorites, actually. I don't really tell a lot of people, but I love this movie for some odd reason. Christopher Robin. And currently, you could watch him every week on WWE TV in the form of the Firefly Funhouse producer, director, actor, Makeup artist, stuntman, and special effects genius, Jason Baker. Hey, how's it going? Um, I think you might have confused me with the other, with another Jason Baker, man. Uh, not only did I not work on Harry Potter and Christopher Robbins, I haven't even seen those movies. So uh, <laughs> there's, there's more than us on IMDb. So. But you got to be kidding me because I clicked on your link from Twitter to go to this. Is, is that link incorrect? Or did it take me somewhere else? It might have taken you somewhere else, man, because uh, I I did do the uh, Dark Knight Rises, the third okay. Batman movie, but right. yeah, I didn't. I've never done a. 
And it, I think there's another Jason Baker on IMDb, and I think he did actually work on the second Batman movie, and uh, I did the third one. Well, so, uh, but the... yeah, no no Harry Potters, no no Christopher Robbins. So. Well, this is off to a good start, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my! Well, this is how we do it on the podcast. I really don't do that much back checking. Oh, I'm all for it. Because I like to have more conversations than anything else. Well, I'll do ask. I'll ask a few questions here and there. But but like I said, it's more of conversation. But have you done all these things though? Have you directed? Have you acted? Makeup artist? All this other stuff I mentioned at least. Yes, but pretty well. Okay. So, yeah, no, yes, I have. I have. Yes, I've <laughs> done all of those things. Okay, so at least so. I got that correct. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know. I'm doing 50-50, I guess. I'm batting 500. That's pretty good in, in baseball terms. <laughs> That's it, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this? How about the Misfits? Because I read somewhere that you worked with the Misfits as well. Is that correct? I did, yeah. Okay. I have. I have before in the past. Um, yeah, I've done stuff for, built some props and stuff for Jerry Only for the band. Um, worked with Doyle on his side project. where with his band Doyle. Um, produced and did special makeup effects for... Their last music video, Run For Your Life, that was an absolute blow. I got to hang out with Doyle and Alex Story and uh, Izzy and all those guys for, you know, three days straight. It was an absolute blast. So, um, yeah, directed some things for the Misfit 2015 tour. Nice. Uh, did some, like, vignettes, uh, just little videos that we played behind them while they played and everything. So, uh, yeah, not currently doing anything with the reunion show, but... Uh, Big supporter, love the guys. Everybody in the band's fucking awesome. They're great. You know, they're the misfits. So, <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. So, did you ever get to tour with them and go around, or was it just like the one-shot shows that you did? Uh, no, I did. I went out with them um, in 2015. Okay. When it was uh, Jerry only Jerry other uh, Eric RC on drums, and uh, yeah, yeah, that was it. Was a it was interesting. It was a blast. Um, one of the very, you know, people think live the life as a rock star, right. glamorous and fun. And I'm like, no, nah, man, it's a, it's a job. It's a rough job. <laughs> so, but it was, you know, it was one of the funnest times of my life. So. And is that how you got your start? So-called in the entertainment business or is this something else that fell on your lap? Um, no, man, I, uh, I moved out to Pittsburgh to, uh, Tom Savini school. Uh, just kind of, you know, Went through that, did that whole thing. Didn't have enough money to do the whole, you know, pursue the Hollywood dream, okay. I guess. You know, move out to L.A. after school. And uh, just got involved in the Pittsburgh film industry and uh, started working for Tom and uh, just kind of grew from there. And I assume you enjoy what you're doing, of course. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, I love <laughs> my life. I love my job. It's awesome. You know, I don't, I don't ever feel like I have, I, I know I have to do things, but right. I never, you know, so, you know, like I hear from my friends like bitch about, you know, oh, I got to go to work on Monday or I got to do this or that. And I'm like, dude, I can't wait. Like I'll, there's times where I'll just get up at like 4am and just be excited to be working on shit. Cause I love it. It's, it's a blast. So on the flip side, what's the worst part about it that you despise? Uh, being your own boss. Really? That's. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm lazy. I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so you know, like having to, having to kick yourself in the ass right. is uh, is really hard. 
But, um, but you know, then on the flip side, you just make your own hours. You're like, oh, man, I should probably be doing stuff or get out of bed and or head to the studio. And I'm like, no, I'll just stay here till 4 a.m. So That's pretty but, cool. So of all I, mean, that- yeah, I mean, if that's, if that's the worst part, then, you know, things are okay. <laughs> so I guess, right? First yeah. world problems, as they say. <laughs> right. So out of all the hats you've, you wear or have worn, which one would you want to do if you were only granted to do one for the rest of your life? Oh, man, that's that's a tough one. Um, I like doing I do. I just like being involved, man. I just like I just like working. I like doing stuff. I like, uh, you know, if I'm not directing, I love producing. And if I'm not producing, I love writing. If I'm not writing, I love doing art department. And if I'm not doing that. I love doing, you know, special makeup effects or, you know, building props and things like that. So, uh, yeah, um, you know, one of the things that Tom Sweeney's always drilled into my head is uh, the more you do, the more you get to do. Right. So, you know, the more the more you, set of skills you have, the more involved you get to be and the more you get to branch out in, into other areas. And, um, and I completely agree with that. So. You know, it's it's fun. It's fun to jump around. It's also fun to be, you know, to be diverse that, you know, I I think sometimes being really good at one thing limits you to, you know, that one thing. So if you get if you work in multi areas, you get to do different things and, you know, you get to work more in theory. So. Right. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. And I don't know. I don't <laughs> think I could pick just one. <laughs> Fair enough. Like I said, you do wear a lot of hats, and you've dipped your toes in almost every aspect of entertainment. So that's why I was just wondering if the, if something just popped out of your head, but you just like the whole you know what? facet of it. Now I can, I'll answer it. Craft okay. services. If I could only do, if I had to do one thing for the rest of my life, okay, I would do craft services. You know why? Because nobody <laughs> ever gets pissed off at the craft service guy. Oh. Nobody's ever like. Nobody's ever mad at like Crafty because he's the guy there at like three AM with the coffee on set or True. you know the like the hot donut. He's the guy you know, every time you see Crafty you're excited. Nobody hates craft service guy, so I'd say if I had to do one thing for the rest of my life to still be involved with like entertainment, it would be craft right. service. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. You brought up uh you shot vignettes for Misfits too, but you've also shot vignettes for a little company called the WWE as of late. And you've worked with them in the past as well, I believe, correct? Yes, sir. So let's start from the beginning. How did you get your foot in the door with WWE and what was your first project that you did with them? Um, again, Tom Savini introduced me to him. Um, nice. Before I was working for Tom, him and Gino Cragnoli, uh, Gino's one of the best working effects artists in the world right now works for right. KMB, you know, does uh, Walking Dead amongst many other, many many other projects. Uh, they did Triple H's crown for WrestleMania 27. Okay. Um, cut to three years later, Triple H wanted a gold crown. The mm-hmm. first one they did was like bone covered with like the uh, silver shade mail. Right. Uh, cut to three years later, they wanted a gold one. And Gino was busy working on The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. so he wasn't available to help Tom. Tom, I was helping Tom with some other projects, and Tom was like, "Well, do you want to help me out with this Triple H thing?" And I was like, "Of course." Mm-hmm. So we did. Uh, we did Triple H's Gold Crown for WrestleMania 30. Uh, right after that, Eric Rowan uh, needed wanted a new mask for his, you know, a sheep mask. Right. So we uh, we did that. We did one for him, and then uh, from there, it just kind of started snowballing. Um, 
You know, did that, did a mask for Kalisto, the luchador. Yep. Did one for uh, Luke Harper, Rowan's old tag team partner when they were in the Bludgeon Brothers. That's that right. skull, dog skull mask thing that he wore last year at WrestleMania. Right. Um, That's cool. We built the, we did the Bludgeon Brother hammers. We uh, done, done a lot of things. Done those, did... Um, yeah. Oh, we turned Sasha and Kevin Owens both into zombies. Um, done stuff for the video game company or for the uh, WWE video game commercials. We okay. made a big candle wax Triple H skull that melted when Seth Rollins trashed their archives in the commercial. Oh, that's right. Yes. And uh, that was cool too. Yeah. And then uh, and now currently we are working. Uh, we're working with Bray Wyatt. All right. So let's get right into it. Let's get into the Firefly Funhouse then. How was this brought to you, or was this? Were you part of the creative, or were you just there to direct? Um, we started out working, helping build. Tom and I, they contacted us, and we started building the puppets. Oh, okay, and then um, that's cool too. Yeah, we started the puppets, and then um, we started on. We started the mask, and then um, Nick Medfordini, one of the head writers, contacted us about looking. We were just kind of talking back and forth got to know nick over the years really great guy right. fun to work with great collaborator um and they were looking for a place to film they wanted some they're looking for a studio so they could build the sets and everything yeah, yeah. and so we brought it to douglas education center which also that's where tom's effects program is but it also has okay. the george romero film program oh nice they have yeah, so they have a soundstage, everything like that. So we got the school involved, and we were able to bring in professionals as well as get enrolled students working as interns. So now, you know, these students who haven't even graduated yet now have working for WWE on the resume. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of a, a win-win for everybody. Right. And uh, they just asked me if I wanted to direct it, and I was like, All right, uh, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> of course I want to direct these. This is... <laughs> It's fucked up, Mister Rogers. Of course not. Right? Where do I like? How much do I have to pay you? Let's do it. No kidding. So, so that's how I it just kind of came went to from be. There. Wow. Okay. Because this, like you said, this is a fucked up, Mister Rogers. This is so different. Plus, the first couple episodes, you really didn't know what it was all about, and you're like, "Is Bray turning into a good guy?" Because if people don't know, Bray Wyatt used to be a heel, which is a bad guy in, in the WWE universe, and now he's, he's just been on a long layoff. And he's coming back, and this is how they're uh, bringing him back with these vignettes. But the first couple episodes, mm-hmm. you didn't know what it was. This this thing was all about. Obviously, wink, wink. You sort of knew because of the again the puppetry. They was sort of morbid. But again, was this going to be a swerve? Wasn't this going to be a swerve? And then the mask gets revealed, and that and then that's when it's like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. So up until then, were you nervous? Because WWE fans are fickle sometimes, and they don't like change. And this is different. So. You know, you guys stuck it out through it, obviously, and now it's a big hit. But at first, you heard those rumblings of, ah, I don't know about this thing. You know, dude, you're never going to please everybody. Thank you. Kind of just, uh, you know, you can't you can't really read reviews or, you know, at the end of the day, you kind of just got to go with, the, uh, you know, what the people... At the end of the day, when you're an effects artist or anything, anything you do, you work for someone else. Right. You know, your job is to make that client happy. Okay. Um, we made that client happy. What other people think of your work is kind of hearsay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Because you're never going to please everybody. Exactly. And also, you know, like um, like the internet has made everybody critics. Thank you. And <laughs> so, you know, and I'm like, so you kind of, you know, fuck them. I guess. <laughs> I guess. 
there's no perfect. other better term that I can think of is, you know, fuck them. If you like it, great. If not, oh, fucking well. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't know what the fucking tell you. I don't know what you want. Oh. So what are you going to do? No, I love And it's true. Like you said, if the person or the company you're working for is pleased with it and you're pleased with it, who cares what Mr. Joe Schmo or whoever has a voice out there who has no idea what it takes to do this type of stuff has an opinion about, right? Who cares? You, you know you, you did something good in the end, right? Yeah. You know that, and I'm like, mm, you kind of see, you know, I'm like, people people will shit on anything. They oh, don't they course. don't care. They're just, they, I think a lot of people just want to, like, shit on things just to shit on it. Right. Because it's trendy, it's hip. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I'm like, these are the same people that are crying that Luke Skywalker is old and crabby now. And, <laughs> you know, that, you know, what's her free dragon lady didn't win game of thrones oh, and i'm yeah. just like what sorry i'm you know i'm like i don't know what you want i'm like i guess i don't know man i mean you're you said you were 40 i'm 36 yeah. when i you know back in my day you kind of just took it you know it was Thank like you. you know that was it it was you know it was like <laughs> dude we got i'm like we got spoon-fed batman and robin and we just yeah. accepted that piece of shit movie for what it was you know there was no petitions to like recast arnold and <laughs> fucking batman and robin we just all were like man that's a piece of shit moving yeah. on yeah it's true and if we didn't like it we just go watch something else because and even now yeah. in today's world where you have so many fucking options people still want to cry it's like come on move on already man yeah oh my god so let's talk it's about like, the mask then you you were part of creating and putting together this mask. How did this all come to be? What was your original thought of what you wanted to see in the end when, when it came to be? Um, we, yeah, we, again, we, Tom and Bray and I, we all like Bray had this idea. We kind of were spitting ideas back and forth. We did a few drawings, did a few things. He, you know, we were getting close. really wasn't what he was looking for. Uh, he reached out to his buddy Kyle Scarborough, a uh, wonderful tattoo artist. Oh, okay. And Kyle did some uh, did some concept drawings. And all of a sudden it was like, all right, that's it. That's everything that we've all been talking about and trying to envision Kyle put on paper. Right. So once we got those back to us, we were like, all right, let's do it. And, um, you know, but then that gave us a really good blueprint. But then trying to take the concept drawings that were drawn for on a guy that's you know like the the way kyle drew them they're beautiful drawings but it's a little more narrowed face it's kind of a guy who's you know maybe like 160 170 right. you know bray's like 230 and right. he's you know he's a little more rounded face just you know different anatomy right and um so it was trying to bring that as well as work it into you know make it comfortable for Bray to wear because, you know, when you're working with materials and special makeup effects and stuff, what you don't want to do is, you know, like you got to take into consideration how much it's going to weigh once you start putting in latex and oh, or silicone or everything else. So all of that, you know, comes into consideration when you're doing a sculpt and doing a mold and a mask and things of that nature. Right. So. That's pretty cool. So how was it working with Bray? How hands-on was he in the whole process? Because this guy, he's, I hear in the background oh, all the time, he's a genius. He's an absolute fucking genius. Like, very, very smart. Insanely smart. Um, great to work with. Phenomenal collaborator. Um, you know, knows exactly what he wants. 
but also at the same time gives you enough free reign to where he's not, you know, micromanaging. Right. If that makes sense. No, that does make so which, sense. Which makes you, you know, then makes you want to like bend over backwards for that, you know, for him. And uh, so it's just been, you know, it was a great, you know, it was just a great collaboration. And, um, you know, I would like, I'd wake up and go to sleep from, uh, from messages with Bray and, you know, talking about this and that, and, you right. know, maybe what about this for this character? Or maybe we do this for that character and, you know, or maybe this for the mask and then that for the mask or you think of this or that and everything. And, um, yeah, so it was just sort of this whole, you know, whole process of myself, Bray, uh, Nick Manfredini, uh, Tom Savini and everybody just kind of powwowing and collaborating together to come up with this. But it was, you know, again, it was, it was really Nick and uh, Bray's love, ch- you know, brainchild. Wow. That's, so were you guys nervous to reveal the muscle dance and the evil McMahon with horns? No, dude, I was <laughs> excited. I couldn't wait. Because <laughs> again, so different, but yet so entertaining. Uh, I don't know how, again, was this part of uh, Bray's, like you said, brainchild? Is this his little baby that we thought of from the beginning? Yeah, no, I mean, that was all, wow. that was all, you know, they came to the script, I was like, all right, let's shoot it. <laughs> like, it's, it's beautiful, it's amazing. So You know, keep them, always keep them guessing. <laughs> it's so true. So, when all this is put together, and when all this is final, does the WWE brass get to see it? Well, I assume, and they get to sign off on it and all that before it hits air, so then obviously you guys know you're not going to get blindsided by anyone? Uh, I don't, I don't really know. Once uh, once the footage leaves the soundstage oh, that's and it, goes right? with them, that's that's all them, man. I don't really know how the like, I I don't know how the big machine works. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm not even gonna sit here and try to like bullshit yet. <laughs> no, bro. You know what? Sometimes it's better that way too because then it's less stress, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I don't really, I don't know how the machine works, but yeah, I mean, I, it's got to go through somebody, and they signed off on it. So, so where did you guys film all these vignettes? Uh, we filmed them all at the Douglas Education Center in, oh, okay. um, just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, at the right. George Romero Film Program. So, so at least it was close to home for you then. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, just a quick little drive down to the soundstage, so it's pretty <laughs> nice. So, are you a wrestling fan? Have you always been a wrestling fan? I was when I was a kid. Like everyone, um, sure totally grew up like you know on the Hulk Hogan Jake the Snake Roberts sort of stuff right the whole whatever the golden era I guess they call it or whatever they want to call it um yeah yeah you know I'm a kid in the 80s of course I you know <laughs> watched a little bit of pro wrestling and then uh yeah I just kind of fell out over the years I kind of just I don't, I don't want to say lost interest I just kind of just stopped watching and um it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't really until I started working for Savini and started doing stuff and right. got back into it. So, but uh, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a full-fledged fan of it now. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, it is it is a big undertaking if you want to watch every single TV aspect of the WWE, right? So, again, me as a fan, I, I as much as I want to watch everything, it's so hard. You really can't and have a normal life, so you have to pick and choose. But the stuff I yeah. pick is mostly the main stuff, so at least I'm up to date and all that. But I totally understand when people say, well, 
that they're not into it or they fell off. Because, yeah, it, it, it's not like before where you could just watch a, an hour a week and that's it. You're over and done with, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> I definitely have, I, I, yeah, I, I don't say I've watched every, I watch every single week. Um, if I know, like, some, or, like, someone will text me, like, one of the, become, you know, Tom and I have become really good friends with a few of the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll talk to them and they'll be like, got a match tonight or, you know maybe you should tune in kind of like throw out a little hint to us or something. And so we'll watch, but, uh, yeah, I, I can't, I can't do that every single, I try to do every single week. I just, I don't have time in my schedule. So a lot right. of times it's just kind of catching up on YouTube and things of that nature. Okay. You said a like mag- on your Hulu. you said a magical word or a magical two words for me. And that's Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Now, okay. as everyone knows, as the listeners are listening, that I'm a huge Penguins fan. Please tell me you're a Penguins fan as well. No, nah, man. Oh. Uh, man. No, nah, I grew up, uh, grew up north of Seattle. Okay. Uh, Canuck, so Canucks were, uh, Canucks are, and we're always my team, man. Wow, look at that. You see, we even out the world then. I'm a Canadian that goes for an American team, and you're an American that goes for a Canadian team. I know. <laughs> so you still follow the Canucks? You still an avid fan? I, I try to. Um, I really like. I felt like again, uh, work kind of consumes everything. So uh, haven't really been able to keep up, keep up this year. Yeah, you know what? Me too. Uh, like again, being the Penguins fan, they fell out of the first round, and that was it. Like I didn't even know the finals was still going on. I thought it was over and done with. That's how much I've been paying attention. But then again, being from Toronto, we're all about the Raptors right now. So as of this recording, we have a 2-1 lead in the finals. So that's the, what's going on in this city. It's Everything's red. Everything's we the north. And it's it's just crazy. But it's fun at the same time. I mean, come on. You, can't be, you guys can't be that depressed. You guys have poutine. <laughs> yeah, but we have cold weather, man. Again, well, no, you grew up in the northwest, so you don't really know that much of cold weather. You know more of the dungy, fucking uh, uh, rainy weather. But no, yeah. it, it, it gets too cold light, up here. Light rain, heavy rain, and snow. Those are the three... Those are your three options growing up in Seattle. <laughs> All right. I usually end the show with the Dumb Laws game, but before we get to that, there's a few other things I, I, I want to bring up as well because I want to get, get your take of this stupidness that happens in the world because I like to bring up stupid people sometimes on the show. Maybe I should start a segment called fucking dumbasses or something. I don't know. But going through some articles and stuff, okay, being an, an American, you guys always riff on Florida and Anything and everything could happen in Florida, correct? Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on with Florida. <laughs> I brought up a few articles Florida's before. Like, yeah, so Florida's like America's insane asylum, from what I've gathered. <laughs> well, here's, here's a new one. This guy is... I, you know what, if I was to have a dumbass of the week, this guy would be a dumbass. And I'm sorry to say, because he's 68, and I don't want to like be an ageist here or something, but can you believe a 68-year-old man? Again, I don't want to mention names either just in case this guy is a good fella, but there was a 68-year-old man in Florida and he was mowing his lawn and there was a cop car parked close to his driveway, I guess. So the cop car was doing, I mean the cop car, the cop inside the cop car was doing his thing, checking the computer, whatever, doing something. Then all of a sudden he hears a bang on the back of his car, right? Turns around, he sees this old man on the lawnmower, but he was pulling a fucking trailer with it too. So he wasn't mowing his lawn. He was just coming down the sidewalk. And then he hit the, the police officer. The police officer came out. 
And then he's like, like, what's going on here? And then as soon as he started talking, police officer knew he was drunk. So he's like, okay, you have to blow and this, this and that. And he refused to. And then the police officer was going to put him in cuffs and put him in the backseat. And then he was yelling, saying that the police officer poisoned him and made him crash into his cop car and that he wanted to go to the hospital. Can you believe this guy? Uh, yeah, I can. <laughs> so you're, you're used to this shit, huh? No, well, I just pulled up next to a guy who drove his lawnmower to the gas station to fill it up, so. Shut up. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even joking. That's fucking hilarious. So, you gotta love, you gotta love the outskirts of Pittsburgh. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's real, it's real Dukes of Hazard around here. Oh my God. So, okay. How about this? What are your, if you had your cheat meal, what, what's your favorite cheat meal then? You said we, you, that Canadians like poutine and shit, but are you a poutine fan? Or are you a fries fan? Oh, dude, I'm an everything. I see, I can't have a cheat meal if I don't ever like show any discipline. So, so what, every day is a cheat meal for you? Oh, dude, I don't give a shit anymore. I <laughs> gave up. I'm like, forget it. No, I try to like, I try to go to the gym every day. That's a fucking joke. So, you know, try to, I try, like, I consciously want to eat right. And then I'm like, well, it's 3 a.m. And the only thing open is McDonald's. So it looks like another, another depressing failure meal of chicken McNuggets. (laughs) What's on the plate for tonight. So what's your uh, go-to? What's your go-to fast food place? Uh, go-to fast food. Um, Anywhere or like in Pittsburgh? I guess where you live. If if you had a choice and you're like, fuck, I want this now, what would it be? Uh, see, the thing is, I always want shit that I can't get here. Oh. It's, yeah. See, like growing up on the West Coast, they have okay. Jack in the Box. They don't have Jack in the Box here. Or, right. uh, you know, my wife's from Texas where they have okay. Whataburger. And Whataburgers are phenomenal. Okay. So I'm always like, man, I'd rather have Whataburger or Jack in the Box. But, uh, I don't know, I'd say probably Chipotle. I can get down with some Chipotle. Nice. Okay, that we have here. We, we don't have Jack in the Box and yeah. Wild Burger too, but we have Chipotle. So, yeah, I love my Chipotle. What about Wendy's? You into Wendy's? Uh, I can take it or leave it. Yeah, I'm sort of that guy. Okay, how about this? What, do you, what condiment do you like on your fries? Because this is all leading up to something. Oh, um, man, again, poutine okay. is awesome. Little gravy, little cheese curds. Come so, on, you can't beat it. So that's your thing. Okay, you know what? I'm the same way. And recently, I stopped with the ketchup. I used to be ketchup, but then I I realized, or someone told me, how much sugar there is in ketchup. So I'm like, you know what? I could deal without ketchup. It's it's not a, a deal breaker. But so now I use mustard. That's my thing. Don't ask me why. I love mustard. It's just my jam, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Man, must dude, mustard's awesome. You ever put mustard on pancakes? What? Yeah. Okay. I'm telling you, it sounds it sounds batshit insane, but I'm telling you, you put mustard on pancakes, it tastes just like a corn dog. Oh man, I'm not a fan of the corn dog. Ah, uh, well, oh well, it happens. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know if that's worse or better than this, but the whole thing now is, have you heard of the people who dip their fries in uh, in frosties? Oh, that's been a thing forever. They're called stoners. What? Maybe they just got up here yeah, to man. Canada then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, that's just what happens when you smoke some fucking dank ass weed. <laughs> you can get the munchies. I'm like, I'm doing that shit since like 98. 
<laughs> oh my god i would never have said like even the other thing I, I i don't understand people who mix ice cream with pop or soda sorry as the americans say i have no idea why that's a thing what the root beer flow yeah stuff like that i don't i don't know man it's just that's just an american tradition man <laughs> well a and w root beer float well, we have A&Ws here. I wonder if they actually serve those. I, you know what? To this day, I've never stepped foot into an A&W ever in my life. Yeah, see, that's you're missing out, man. That's what they're known. The, the, the root beer float in A&W. That's their, that's their frosty. That's their go-to. I can't do it, man. No way. It's just, I don't know. There's something about mixing milk with certain... Like, even milk and tea I find disgusting. Uh, the only thing I can mix milk with, obviously, if you're baking or cooking, fine, but regularly is either cereal... Or coffee. That's the only thing I'll put milk on. Nah, and everything else, yeah. I'm out. And that's including See, ice cream and shit. I try not to do the dairy. I'm usually kind of an almond milk guy. So, But yeah, about cereal and coffee is about my limit when it comes to milk. <laughs> do, you have, uh, uh, do you have kids, by the way? Uh, no. Okay, so you can't really relate to this or how this could happen. So, because I wanted to get a take on a parent, because as a non-parent and a parent I never wants, and a person who never wants to be a parent, I wonder how stuff like this. Like, I hear of stuff slipping through the cracks sometimes when a kid slips up or says something or whatever. But most recently, well, this is your your neck of the woods almost. It, it's it's by Philadelphia, so not too far from you. There was a five-year-old boy who brought two dozen vials of crack to his preschool. It was in his lunchbox. So his parents packed him crack to bring to school. Now, do you think this was on purpose or do you think this was a huge mistake? Uh, I think someone's moving with their auntie and uncle into Bel Air. Isn't that how the Fresh Prince ended up in uh, California? Was You got one little fight or some shit? <laughs> I know, right? Oh, I don't know how how a parent again. Well, if you have crack cocaine in the house, yeah, then, but uh, yeah, but if you've also been to Philadelphia, that's not that shocking. No, no I haven't actually. Oh, okay, so uh, that, Philly is again. Philly's rough, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you think they're turning their five year old into a crack dealer? <laughs> Dude, I would not like if it was, if a six year old in Philly tried to sling me crack. I wouldn't be that surprised and shocked. <laughs> Like I wouldn't, I would, I would be like, all right, yeah, that's right, I'm in Philly, so. Or could it be that this is how they transport their crack around the the states, where they sell lunch boxes and they just give the wrong lunch box to their kid? Yeah, I, I don't know. Because uh... <laughs> there was another incident where a parent bought his kid uh, a Lego set and he opened it up and there was forty thousand dollars worth of meth inside. Wow. So all these drug things going on. So I guess they're all trying to come up with new ways how to smuggle it in. I don't know. Or how to transport it. <laughs> or did Lego put that in there so you oh. would just keep building it, tearing it down, and rebuilding it, and tearing it down, and rebuilding it when you're all fucked up on the mess? Can you imagine? See? Yeah, I'm just like, I mean, isn't that like a tweaker thing to like just keep fucking with shit when you're all like fucked up? So. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So what else do you like to do on your free time? What would if you had uh, anything sleep, to do? Sleep, man. That's it. That's, Fuck that's off. all I really get to do is sleep. So, man, these guys are all the same. I've had the same thing before with people from the entertainment business, and when I usually ask that question, I want to hear something like different or whatever off the top or off the cuff, and it's always the same thing: just rest. And oh, I'm just boring. All I do is work. 
that's that's all you do. You gotta just hustle. Well, I guess that's why you guys are, I guess, fulfilled and doing good in, in what you're doing, right? Yeah, at least trying. <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, you want to go into the Dumb Laws game here? Yeah, let's do it. Alright, let me pull up the Dumb Laws. So I'll give you four scenarios. And then we could go through them one by one. Whatever way you want to break them down is cool with me. And then we got to figure out which one is the real one, alright? Alright, just okay. get both to me at once. Sure. In Ohio, it is illegal for a man to drink his spouse's breast milk. In Michigan, it is illegal to kill a dog using a decompression chamber. In Pennsylvania, it is illegal to willfully destroy a clock radio. Or is it in Arkansas, it is illegal to fornicate standing up? I'm going to go with that Arkansas one. Nope, you could fornicate standing up in Arkansas. That's fine. Wow. (laughs) Any other guess? Uh... Pennsylvania one seems pretty legit. This place is it's not state. Okay. Um, maybe the breast milk. Nope. You could drink your wife's breast milk all you want in Ohio. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that that leaves what the uh... the dog getting killed in a decompression chamber in Michigan or the Pennsylvania with the clock radio. Uh, dog. Yeah, believe it or not, you could kill a dog in any which way or form, but if you kill him or it, or whatever, using a decompression chamber, then you could go to jail. What the... Why do you need to kill the dog anyways? I'm like, don't they... Isn't there like a whole society or... I don't know, man. I just... People who are animals are fucking scumbags. I don't... I don't understand that at all. So... Right? Like, I don't know. I don't... I don't understand, like, people keep telling me, like, you're going to run out of dumb laws, and I tell them every week or every time someone asks me, how much do you have left? And I'm like, you know what, I have endless. If you were to only know my sources, then they just keep coming and coming and coming. It's like almost there's a new one every day. Yeah. Because some are pretty old, but there are some stupid ones, too, that are starting to come out. So I'm saving those for future episodes as well. Nice. So, my friend, Jason, hope you had a good time. I apologize for fucking up at the beginning, confusing you with someone else. Yeah, with the other, well, just get the other Jason Baker to come on. <laughs> I know, tell about Harry Potter. No, you know what? I'll invite him on and I'll talk about your credits with him instead. Yeah, How about that? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> One last question on the spot. If you, out of all the projects you've worked on, not to say this is your favorite or whatever, which one did you like enjoy the most? What? Which one is like memory burned into for the rest of your life? Oh, man. Um, that's. That's a loaded question. Um, I have to make up for fucking up, so. <laughs> Not, it's all good. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's kind of that's a hard one to choose. I don't think I I don't think I have one right off the uh, the top of my head. So, um, maybe Dark Knight Rises. I got paid to sit there and drink Red Bull and watch him blow up Batmobiles for twelve hours a day. That was pretty awesome. That's cool. So, all right, that's fair. That's a good choice. There you go. We'll leave it with that. So, if, yeah. you, if you have anything to plug, anything upcoming, anything you want to say before you go, the floor is all yours, my friend. No, man, I'm good. I appreciate your time and I appreciate you having me on. 
No, thank you very much. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, questions, whatever you want, whatever you need to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Obviously, again, go subscribe, review, rate, all that fun stuff at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and obviously go to podrules.com and support the sponsors. And that's about it. Hopefully all is good. I can't wait to see more of these vignettes, my friend. Like I said, they've been a pleasure and a blast. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. So on that note, he's Jason. I'm Steve. (laughs) This is the podcast. (laughs) It's been a long day. Peace.